0: This show contains four-letter words and adult situations. But what did you expect? It's called Now That I'm Older.
1: Eventually, we did get a key. They got tired of us breaking in. They knew we weren't going to stop. So they gave us a key so we would stop breaking in. That's how negotiations with Ken Baldwin usually go. He was going to play the whole 17 minutes for y'all at first. And I was like, you can't do that to the audience, sir. I wasn't going to play the whole thing. But I was like, you know, I'll have, maybe to have, put... I'll have to call the police and press assault charges on you if you do that to people. I feel like this is one of those, like, 62-day anniversaries in a relationship. I I'm just, I don't know. I feel like I'm being along on this project. What the fuck are you talking about,
2: dude? Sorry about my shit intro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Now That I'm Older with Shane Smith. Let's get to the show. Hey, 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 where's my name on this? You said you didn't want your fucking name on the podcast. You're like, I don't want, I'm not on the podcast. Just because I'm not
1: on the podcast doesn't mean I don't want my name on the
2: podcast. You're literally on the goddamn podcast right fucking now. I don't know what you're talking about. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Now That I'm Older with Shane Smith and Ken Baldwin.
1: A.K.A. KB Paper Stacks, A.K.A. Baldwin Escobar, A.K.A. Danger Zone, A.K.A. Vanilla Thriller, and A.K.A. MC Killer B. No one calls you any of that.
0: All day.
2: Hey guys, welcome back to a show that remembers a simpler time. A time before streaming music, a time before mp3 players and all that. When Arthur Fonzarelli just had to walk in and hit the jukebox to get the music he wanted. Or as we like to call it, Now That I'm Older. A show about how getting older sucks but can be awesome at the exact same time. You can find us online, go to now that i We're also on Facebook as well as Google play stitcher and iTunes. Please rate review and subscribe to the show anywhere you find us online. Cause that helps us out a lot. You can also find us on Twitter, Gmail, and Instagram, but it's at N T I O pod. And if you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older. And if you give to us like our badass patrons, we're going to give right back to you. You can also find us on Twitter with the hashtag Potter and family, but this week we're not going to do any shout outs or anything like that because this is a very special episode. This is episode 200 of Now That I'm Older. We've been doing this since 2015. I've had to drag Kenny along kicking and streaming for tons of episodes. We've probably done about 220, but this is the official 200th episode. We've got a few special episodes because of holidays and because of look back shows and stuff like that. But this is our official 200th episode, and I'm really proud to share it with you guys. This week, we're going to look back at some of our favorite clips from episode one all the way up until episode 200 right here. And Kenny is going to sit down with me. and We're going to critique some of the stuff that we've done on the show. So check it out. We'll be right back. But before we get into the show, I do want to say thank you from the bottom of our heart, not just thank you for 2019. That's coming up 2018. Thank you guys for sticking with us throughout the entire process from 2015 till now. You guys help make the show what it is. And as I said, last show, we are going to do everything we can to make 2019 even better for all you guys who check out the show and for all of our patrons. We know we've fallen behind on putting out Patreon content and stuff like that. We're going to get even better about that stuff and get even better about sending out all the swag that's supposed to go with that. So thank you to everybody who listens to the show. Thank you to everybody who donates to the show, and let's check out episode 200. Now here's something we hope
1: you'll really like. You don't need to understand me. What are we
2: doing? <laughs> oh, yeah, we're doing your little gay uh, special episode. It's not a gay special episode. We've actually been doing this fucking... Hold on. Stop. Okay. Okay. We're doing a special episode that is number 200. (laughs) I think that's the best intro ever. Even though legitimately we've done probably like 220 episodes because of like special holiday episodes and episodes that were like 195.5 and shit like that. We've probably done like 220 episodes. I feel like this
1: is one of those like 62 day anniversaries in a relationship.
2: I just, I don't know. I feel like I'm being dragged along on this project. What the fuck are you talking about, dude? We've been doing this fucking podcast for over 200 episodes at this point, but this is the official... 200th episode and when I brought this up it was your idea to go back and look at old clips that we had done. I mean because
1: that was something I could put off to later. <laughs> Shit backfired on me today.
2: Yeah well here we are sir and we're looking at this old clips. This
1: motherfucker has like 17 episodes y'all.
2: I brought like 5 episodes. He's lying he brought 17 I brought and stuff. I we from, had to cut it down. <laughs> I, saw, I brought stuff from episode 1, 25. You guys understand
1: he wanted me to listen to so many of those intro stories. Like do you understand what that would be like?
2: Listen. I mean,
1: I've understand you all have to suffer too, one every week to get to my
2: part, and I understand that's hard, and I appreciate you guys. I really do. There are many but listeners that tell me that my intro stories are very heartfelt, I'm
1: and that they sure enjoy them.
2: Now, the first clip we have, before we jump into it, I will say that um, it, when you go back and look at the very first episode, because when we first started this podcast, Kenny looks at me and says, "I think this should be your podcast." And, um, I may just come on every now and then and stuff like that. I'll, I'll come He's on. He's making and- it way nicer. It was like, I'm not doing any work. If
1: you want me to be on this podcast, it's your podcast and I'll be a guest every now and then. Yeah,
2: Kenny was like, I'll be a guest every now and, and then. I'm already roped into once every other week now. And then legit, like, I did three episodes with people who weren't Kenny. I got my little brother and two other guys, uh, Christian and Corey, from another podcast that's since called By the Wayside. And I did three episodes. Kenny listens to one of those episodes and goes, no, fuck that. I need to be on the podcast I'm sorry. all the goddamn time. I'm sorry time. that your show sucks when I'm not here. <laughs> you were like – Fuck that, okay. I'll be the other half now that I'm older, but I'm still not doing any fucking work. So I was like,
1: here I am recording everything, fucking doing the graphics, doing the goddamn marketing. God damn it, yeah. Well, God damn it. My plan has gone exactly as it was supposed. Wait, whatever. to. Whatever. I need a pay pay raise. You're not getting a pay raise, sir.
2: <laughs> your review's coming up, but we'll we're probably getting it as Strong as zero. <laughs> you, we're gonna probably do a deferral of your pay raise for another. I think uh,
1: people like doing these things. What the fuck's wrong with you, people?
2: <laughs> fucking bullshit. I need money. So if you go back all the way to episode one, nowadays our intro is, is put together with like, you know, different little clips and stuff like that. Like we have, um, clips of the show at the very beginning and stuff like that. Back in the day. Shane plagiarizes like, you know, major media network stuff. Shut up. That's not what I do. I don't charge anybody for the podcast. So there's no (laughs) fair use. It is fair fucking use. Shut your goddamn mouth. So back in the day though, if you go all the way back to episode one, we're gonna play it really quick here and hear the original intro, and uh let's just find out what <sighs> it used to sound like. Oh boy. Watch your ears.
1: Isn't that what makes a man?
0: I'm sure that in a pair of testicles.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Now That I'm Older with Shane Smith. Let's get to the show. I, I quote John
1: Lennon. I don't believe in Beatles. I just believe in me. So that was Shane's vanity intro
2: because he couldn't let go of his band. No, that's not what it was. When I started sitting down to put together the intro so, for the podcast, it was I asked Nick. so loud. I asked, oh God. The mi- <laughs> the mixing of the first episode, if you go back and listen to it, is so goddamn awful. Like, I just put a clip in. All the stuff that I recorded here that you guys are hearing, everything was recorded on my phone. I didn't even own a fucking microphone whatsoever when I started the podcast because I read some article somewhere that was like, even if you just recorded on your phone, just go ahead and get your podcast out there. Like it was something that had to be off of your table that day. You had to get that shit out. Shame to be the guy that whipped out his phone to play music at parties with his phone. (laughs) (laughs) You're the guy who will whip out your phone now and be like, what do you guys want to listen to? I have Spotify. No,
1: no, no. No. Phone speakers are never okay at a party. You can try to pin some bullshit on me. If they have a Bluetooth speaker, I might. That's what I'm but, saying. But you didn't. This was back in the day. <laughs> Shane would try to have the party sitting around his little phone. Beep, Shut the fuck up, dude. Like, you're so
2: lame. Shut your goddamn mouth.
1: I just need to rub your shoulder or something you not need Probably need to stop by that
2: goddamn Asian massage parlor at some point that you went to recently. You
1: fucking should. Nikki will kill you. (laughs) Now you can never go.
2: (laughs) So that was the original intro. Like you guys know what the intro sounds like now to the podcast and shit like that. This is back when Kenny told me that it had nothing to do with him. It just needs to be about you. And I'll be a guest every now and then. My
1: only way to get him to fix things was to make fun of him back then. Pretty much not. Has my life
2: changed. So next thing we want to listen to, um, I was I brought over here, is to listen to some of the clips of the very first intro story I told. And I want to go ahead and warn you guys. the very If you go back and listen to episode one, it is 14 and a half minutes. I'm going to
1: let y'all guys go ahead and know we're going to cheat on this one because I ain't going to listen to that shit.
2: Well, s- I'm going listen to your new ones, unless the old ones. Dude, this one was 14. It was the most rambling, incoherent nonsense at Trust certain me, points. Guys,
1: I've heard this story at drinking parties many times I don't need to hear them again it was just, I was there for it was half of them
2: just so bad and I listened to it again and we're gonna listen to a few clips of it here in a it's second is Rose shut the fuck up dude <laughs> <laughs> but Ramblin' Jane now I try to keep it down to like five to seven minutes at the most for the story I try to be very concise <laughs> this is what's going on this is what happened back then it was just I, I was really trying to fill time and all I had was like, like 20 minutes of time let's let the clip speak for itself
1: me something my friend you ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight
2: what i always ask that of all my prey i just like the sound of it hey guys welcome to now that i'm older i'm your host shane smith and here we are it's been a long road to get a podcast together for you guys but i'm super stoked to finally have something to show you guys and hopefully you guys dig it just as much as i do why build a, a nifty little fucking box to work in? Why not go ahead and just tear down the boundaries and say, let's just talk about whatever the hell comes up. And I started thinking about the concept of the show uh, with the name being now that I'm older, I thought, let's talk about how things are changing for all of us now that we're older. Um, You know, your, your life is changing every year, every day. um Things can change depending on your situation. But. Uh, I know that for me personally, I'm wholly different than I was when I was 22. I'm wholly different than I was when I was 32. Um, And hopefully I'll I'll be, you know, a much different person when I'm 45 and 55 and all that stuff. Um, But now that I'm older is basically a reflection of what we're all going through, what we're all dealing with. So basically, the first thing I wanted to talk to you guys about is nostalgia. And the reason I'm feeling nostalgic is yesterday, my son, Chris, turned 16 years old. Um, what some of you guys might not know is when I first met my son, he was three years old. And he came up to, like, my knee. He was just super tiny and just this ball of energy. And I'm sitting there yesterday. My my awesome wife, Nikki, puts together this surprise party for him. And we had a lot of his friends here. We had a lot of his family here. It was just really awesome. And he felt great. And everybody just it – was, it was a great feeling. But as I'm sitting there watching the whole thing, I start thinking how this whole thing blossomed out of such a, a simple event with me and my wife meeting. And one afternoon, me and my roommate, uh, were getting ready to go somewhere. I have no idea where, but he's in the bathroom getting ready. And the dude takes like an hour to an hour and a fucking half. So I hop in a chat room, chilling, you know, chatting back and forth, having some, f- some fun. And um a chick pops up that says, new to Atlanta, looking for somebody to show me around. Start talking to her, we exchange pictures, we talk for a little while, everything's cool. We go back and forth and decide, you know, we, we talk for like a couple of weeks and then we decide, let's meet. My wife is one of the most beautiful women I've laid eyes on and when she started walking towards me in the parking lot, all I'm thinking is, I hope to fucking God this is her. Couple minutes into the whole thing, she looks over at me and says, this is not a date. It's just two friends, Hanging out, getting to know each other, seeing what's going on. I also need to let you know that I have a two-year-old who's just about to turn three. Anyway, I immediately pop back with, that's cool because I'm in a band. Uh, The waiter comes back at the very end of the meal, and he looks at us and goes, "Uh, will this be together or separate? And I looked at him and said, I don't know. This is separate. We're just friends. And that's the story of me and Nikki meeting. So that's that. Moving right along, um, I've got a story for you guys, a clip that actually involves my brother, Scuzz, which uh, I call him Steven. You guys know him as Scuzz, And my best friend, Kenny. You guys know him as Ken Baldwin. And um, we talk about a guy named Punish Malanga and his goblin. So here's the, the uh, clip. Check it out. And um, we'll be right back.
1: All right, you primitive screwheads. Listen up. See this? This is
2: my boomstick. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nice segue skills. So, obviously, so um, uh, here's another story. So moving right <laughs> along. Um, <laughs> holy shit. Like, and legit, guys,
2: I, I've clipped this up, so it's not a huge He was going
1: to play the whole 17 minutes for y'all first, and I was like, you can't do that to the audience, sir.
2: I wasn't going to play the whole thing, but I was like, you know what, maybe we should have, put I'll s- have to call the police and press assault charges on you if you do that to people. Maybe we should put some of this in, but Kenny was like, no, dude, you need to put like, like three minutes two, of that, maybe three two minutes, minutes in total. Max, just so they can get a taste of how bad it was. It was so fucking bad. And, like, I'm just rambling with so many details. You still didn't have that gay radio voice, though, so you had that going for you. <laughs> and not only did I have the gay radio hey voice. Hey, everybody,
1: it's time for now oh, that I'm older.
2: But the thing I didn't have either was it was just a dry recording of my voice. I had no ability whatsoever to do any sort of no noise bed. or action, No No bed, music bed. Nothing. Nothing. It was just me talking no noise my, reduction just <laughs> <laughs> when i when i sat down to record it i'll never forget i laid on my couch like i was in a fucking therapist couch and shit like that and just held, held my phone above myself and was like yeah you're such a this is awesome. homo <laughs> <laughs> shut the fuck up
1: dude uh, you've done a couch session with you've done you've done a podcast live which to me is still like what the fuck is it's like the anti, most anti-podcasting ever to have people show up that's that's not podcast podcasting is high. Hiding in your basement to escape from the world and then criticizing everyone else from the safety of your hole.
2: <laughs> so, moving right along, as we said in the clip. Um, Own it, podcasters. You know we're a special community. <laughs> so, moving right along, the first clip that we ever recorded, It, I remember – legit sitting down this took us like five different times of getting this recorded because we did such a shitty job of sitting around and actually having a conversation about one cohesive topic nowadays i can walk in and like start kenny off on a topic and we can go for 30 minutes and it's like nothing ever happened
1: we just went from me getting a hand to you talking about your dad watching porn which is still weird to me and i'm still bothered by it
2: so <laughs> we haven't got better about that. We've just learned how to embrace it. So the thing is, like back in when this clip was released, I sat down, it was me, Kenny, and my little brother Steven. And Steven was living it with me at the time, and he was gonna be a part of the podcast. He was gonna be on every episode. And I'm just gonna let it speak for itself. But the one thing I will point out before we get into it is pay attention to how beautiful the quality is. We're fighters for truth, justice, and the American way. Right. I don't have any bandanas for my microphone stand. God damn, I'll be in my trailer. We don't have fucking trailers. All right. The guest That's bathroom, bathroom is now dudes. my trailer.
1: Having fun. The guest bathroom is now my trailer. Until otherwise. All right. Clear tell some it. stories. Have All a right. good fucking time. Sounds good. Shane has, has a story. story about a goblin. He does have a story about a
2: goblin. I do have a story about a goblin. Konish got really, really sick, um, like to the point where his family was so concerned that they decided to skip conventional medicine and go directly to the traditional healer, uh, the medicine man. What we a witch would, doctor? Yes, exactly. What we would call a witch doctor seems like a solid
1: decision. <laughs> I bet they have a witch doctor section on back pages.
2: You think they have a witchdoctor.com? You think they just probably pull it up on their smartphone? It's probably
1: just in the adult section of back. You pages. think he
2: takes PayPal? It's like Craigslist. <laughs> he takes PayPal. And they say um, Punish, our beloved Punish, is sick as fuck. And we need you to do your witch doctor shit and make him not sick anymore. And he's like, okay, well, what happened? What caused him to be sick? And they tell the story about how maybe the neighbors have caused him to be sick or perhaps uh, the neighbors have... Done something to him. They don't go into how the neighbors
1: do that. The na- they don't go into how the neighbors did it. So I mean, The neighbors are dickheads and
2: they've well, wished ill upon Punish. Well, hold on. If how do we know that Punish? We love Punish because we know the story about Punish. <laughs> but how do we know that Punish isn't an asshole who never mowed his grass? So they take him to the uh, to where Punish is, and Pun- uh, the uh, the witch doctor walks in and says, "What the fuck is that?" And he looks over, and they say, "That's Punish's goblin." His what? Exactly. The article says it was an unidentified Man, creature. Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne. Or a Chupacabra. <laughs> <laughs> or a Chupacabra. It was or Lil a Chupacarter. Okay. Uh, Chupacarter.
1: Okay. The Chupacarter returned. So that's where
2: Wait. Lil Wayne's been fucking hiding out this whole fucking time. Last time he
1: had too much codeine and had a seizure. Ray, when someone asks you if you're a
2: god, you say yes. Ah, the Chupa Carter. I remember that. It took us so long to get that recorded, but when we finally got a good recording of it, it sounded great. But I still, when I listen to that, all I can hear is the unending wall of fucking noise in the background. What the fuck? Now, every podcaster out there who's done more than 25 episodes remembers what your first episode sounded like. We're at episode 200. That was about like the best uh, we got out of Steven, too. From there on out, it was like a battle to keep him awake on the couch. And we would eventually just turn off his microphone. <laughs> there was more than one time where Stephen would be hanging out with us and stuff like that. And we'd be like, uh, "Yeah, um, this isn't gonna work, dude. Yeah. Like, we're, you are gonna turn into- off your mic because you're not talking." Well, the uh, he lost interest, and that's all there was to it. Well, the the crazy thing about the show was like, I would do like I would spend all this time. When I first did it, I was told you got to have four episodes. Get a four episodes ready to release because you want the demand to be there. Like oh. legit, eight people who, who listen to. Who
1: are the, you getting this advice from? Yeah, with the internet.
2: Mister um, <laughs> <laughs> Google told me. So you're not going to have an audience, but you need
1: to have four episodes for the imaginary audience you're not going to have. So you can have that four audience waiting on pins and needles. No, you just do it.
2: <laughs> you just do well, it for a The while. problem was putting a podcast together. Like you can, you can attest to this because you did not want to fucking do it whatsoever in the beginning. You're like, you are like, no, I am busy. I am busy uh, watching TV. Busy like living a life. You are not know, busy living a life. I, and I know how some people are with their
1: obsessions. So I made it very clear that I wasn't getting sucked into the vortex of Shane's
2: obsession. This was not an obsession. This was it an was idea. Was an obsession. It was an idea. It was an idea of doing a podcast. Of a
1: podcast.
2: And you enjoy the fucking... Obsession. For men. Anyway. Uh, was, well, shouldn't it be for women, Shane? Um, I think there's an obsession for women, too. But you, this could be a commercial about obsession for men, okay? Then there's a little haircut's making a lot more sense all of a sudden. Do you have an obsession about podcasting? Obsession for... Anyway, Switch so and swing. So the episode, the very first episode took legit like a month to get out to the public and stuff like that. And I agonized over trying to put it together. We
1: had this Shane, huge. It wasn't because it's hard, folks. It's because Shane agonizes over everything that requires him to put like. A move out there and wait for reaction. So <laughs> I mean, we're talking about check the ATM three times before we can leave the house, Shane. So it's not like I like to know
2: how much money is in there, okay? It's not
1: gonna change. <laughs> you don't know that. <laughs> you and Nikki are the only two people that have cards on the account and you were both there. This she might have the- bought something. She you were talking to her. <laughs> So anyway, so we're so we're late because he keeps going and checking the ATM banking on the Internet over and over. It's like a Saturday night. No bills are posted on a Saturday night. This is not happening. There's not a business day. These days don't exist. This is back in the 90s and 2000s. Those days were weekends didn't happen. (laughs) Shut up, Kenny. Shut shut
2: up, okay? Shut your goddamn whore mouth. He
1: came in here today all grumpy pants because he spent money at Christmas. And I'm like, of course you spent money at Christmas. You get sucked into that holiday trap.
2: Anyway, I'm not obsessed with anything. I just wanted to make sure the podcast was good. I was told to have four episodes out. I had four episodes. Told
1: to. No, you weren't told to. You took advice that you should have been able to, you know.
2: Edit through a little bit. Shut your whore mouth, dude. So moving on, the next clip I pulled was from episode 25. And believe it or not, it's another one of those shows where Steven was involved in the podcast still. And we decided we were going to sit down and tell some stories from when we used to break into a friend of ours' movie theater. <laughs> and, um, we, you guys were there sometimes. It was me. It was typically you and Steven. That's who tells the stories here. So without, we getting took too Steven far a couple it, times. I mean, me and Adam did it like every weekend. <laughs> without getting too far into it, let's just check out the clip. All right ridiculous he told me about his lawyer
0: he had sex with my mama
2: why we came in and adam was like dude he's like just don't mess with the
1: concessions (laughs) because someone will see you me and Kitty you're like Okay, Obviously, <laughs> whatever.
2: Number one, you just told us not to do something, so
1: we're going to fucking <coughs> do it. Back then, at it least was a once. game.
2: It was a game to see what you could Dude, get away with. That, me and Kenny are like, I'm talking about belly crawling through like the, the fucking where they take your ticket. <laughs> like, we're like belly crawling across. <laughs> like it's Call of Duty yeah, exactly. and shit. You guys got like razor and wire like, above you. And oh, then, yeah.
1: It's like a week or two before Rome on the Bronx came out. And we were like so stoked. To oh, watch yeah. It. Back then, we got to see the movies before they came out like in a the week theater. Before well,
2: they came out. The, the fucking best thing I remember was fucking Scream. Like Adam going up on the roof <laughs> to climb into the building. <laughs> That's how we went
1: in over time until they got tired of us breaking in and gave us keys. Yeah, but you remember how we got in, in the first place, right? Oh, yeah, we parking. climbed up on a little shed in the back that was like the utility cover, covered like the air conditioning unit. You units, could get in behind the And behind Adam the would parking. stand on my shoulders. To get up on the actual roof. Dude, that's when we were fucking roof-climbing. Right. Bro. You got knocked the fuck out!
2: Man, I miss having a free movie hookup. Dude, having a guy that we could actually legit go to his movie theater, break in, well, for you guys, break in, typically I would just go in the door that I had one open for me.
1: I mean, eventually we did get a key. They got tired of us breaking in. They knew we weren't going to stop. So they gave us a key so we would stop breaking in. That's how negotiations with Ken Baldwin usually go. Well,
2: the beautiful thing was I remember sitting there watching a movie with Adam and his boss walking up to him and tapping him on the shoulder and being like, come here for a second. And him walking out of the theater. And in that moment when you're sitting there by yourself with your little brother who's like 10 or 12 or something like that at this point, you're like. Well, that's it. You know, Adam's going to go to jail. (laughs) And I hope we get to finish the movie. (laughs) I mean, we're halfway through Scream. What are we supposed to do here? But um, the first thing that jumps out at me, this is episode 25. We still have not mastered the art of getting good quality out of the fucking recording still. We still have shit quality when it comes to it. We've done this now for... Four months. It really bothers him. Can y'all tell? Listen Dude, it is to so he's like shitty. So, he's so agitated right now. It's awesome. Well, the good thing about this one was, like, I'm listening to us talk about Adam going upstairs and putting together tape to get the movie theater together. Or to get the movie together. And I'm like, that is so dated because everything's digital now. They just fucking sit a digital I file. I there's some
1: kind of um, hipster theaters where they still have the reels.
2: Yeah, where they type out your receipt and on a typewriter. With, and everybody has their jeans cuffed. <laughs> And everybody has the horn rim glasses. I noticed
1: that uh, Christopher had some mighty big cuffs on his
2: jeans at Christmas party. Yeah, yeah. Christopher is uh, he he delves a little bit into the hipster world. Oh, I'm sure. So (laughs) I mean, he's, he's not full on hipster or anything like that, but he's not exactly like you know. His own man or anything, but I mean, it's it's weird for him because he's actually a welder and shit like that now. So he's like hanging out with these blue collar type people, but yeah, he is totally not blue
1: collar. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna adjust to him. It's gonna be an awkward phase, but it'll probably be good for him to see. I just don't want him to start listening to Rush Limbaugh and be like, you know what I think? I think Trump's right. I don't right. think he needs he'll go that far, but I think he it will toughen his ass up a little bit.
2: I think it'll be okay, but at the same time, I think though, he'll hear some real world advice that he can't hear from you and Nikki. So that's good. So I think going back and listening to episode 25, you can tell we still really don't have the podcasting thing down. At this point, we're still not to a point where everything's working correctly just yet. Where um, I think it sounded fabulous, personally, because I'm on it. I think the only thing you ever give a shit about is whether or not you sound okay on it, and that's just kind of annoying. I mean, I, I think you should actually pay attention to what's going on around you on the podcast. I think if
1: people worried about themselves more and other people less, this world would be a better place. I think you got that backwards. No, I think people should worry minded, about other people you minded, more and themselves. If less. you minded you's business and I minded me's business, I think we'd both be in a better position. I think you're just ridiculous and a selfish person. That's really what it comes no, down to. I think dependence on society is a weakness. I think you're being independence selfish. is a strength.
2: I don't think I, you should be restricted from doing anything you want to do. You just stay the fuck out of my business. That's all. All right. So let's move into another clip because you're an ass. Um, and this one is going to be a commercial that you and My Stephen ass. did. I get a that, lot of ass. A commercial that you and Stephen did called the Wong Wogan commercial. Dude, this, is, this goes way back further than this
1: podcast. Me and Stephen have been running this bit since like 2002. And it's uh, it's Agent Wogan, which is his character, who's an FBI agent, and uh, Genghis Russell Wong,
2: who okay. sells pillows. Okay. So let's go ahead and check it out. Don't give too much more background on it. And then we'll, we'll let the audience... Don't tell it. me what the dole round by. Are either one of these any good? Sir...
1: What?
2: Are either one of these any good? I
1: don't watch movies.
2: Well, have you heard anything about either one of them?
1: I find it's best to stay out of other people's affairs. As you
0: all know, it's Wogan and Wong. Yes, we sell pillows. Pillows are not cheap. No, especially when made with buckwheat technology. And how much is a good night's sleep really worth to you? I think it's worth three easy payments of fourteen ninety nine. Wait a minute, wait a minute, Wogan. First of all, we need to tell them this. Tell them very carefully. Listen, Round Eye. If it weren't for me and the ability to make things that you consume so much, like PlayStation... You don't going to sleep. You don't have graphic very good without us. No, that's us. true. You don't make TV good without us. Overheating. But listen, Morgan and wrong is just here to tell you. More important than all your little electronic needs, you need to sleep well, Round Eye. Yes, because you have big round Eye. They need extra sleep extra sleep or bigger eye put it on your credit card <laughs> 14 easy payments 14 of, four, of 14.95 that's all today pay today but listen oh, there's just 10 new <laughs> offer <laughs> new offer if you call today it's only 13 payments of 14.95 Oh my God! Oh, it's a special deal. Yeah, so special. Do you feel? Do you feel the wind for the blade of the I price feel, slash? I feel the blade. Oh my God! This is golden opportunity to make every bit of money we need to take M- over the much world. Much money I mean, and wait fortune minute. for Wogan, you. I'm sorry. Wait, we are actually recording. much money and fortune for you. Back to the matter at hand. Good night's sleep. Wogan and Wong. Double pillow. Yeah. Three payments. Fourteen ninety five. Thirteen. Game recognized game granddad. I recognize game.
2: Your granddaddy recognized game.
0: Game recognized game and you looking kinda unfamiliar right now.
2: You, oh my god. You guys are so racist. Oh my god, dude, you and Steven like and Kenny as we're sitting know here why listening you're to Oh, you trying it, to tell people that was me and Steven when it was totally. clearly the Smith brothers. Yeah, totally it was us. Um I do believe right before we went into this you said this goes way back before this podcast. No, I don't know when we're talking this like while. Um so fucking great but Kenny tells me while we're listening to the clip, he goes, you know, it really it, it honestly makes sense because we're making fun of white people. So yeah,
1: which is, I think it's legit. I think we can pull it off. Uh I don't think it's insulting to Asians. I think it's a tribute. <laughs> <laughs> you think it's a tribute. That's I mean, what you feel like this they is. They are way better with credit. They should make fun of us for our big googly round eyes. And uh I mean, I know the Asian community. <laughs> I feel strong in my stance. But this is pro-Asian, anti-white bigotry.
2: Whatever, dude. Shut the fuck up. Whatever. Just because you got an all-right haircut doesn't mean you have to be a white pride on my ass. So the next one we're going to pull, it's called Wrestling with Brothers. I, I have I have a Chinese card. You have a Chinese card? Yes. Your, your race card is Chinese?
1: I mean, I've got several. Got did you get it from did. the
2: Wu-Tang Clan themselves? I got it from living with an Asian for a year. I think just because you got a hand job from an Asian and you live no, no, in one I, does that's, not that's, mean. Yeah, I've been with multiple Asian That's what I'm women. saying. I don't think that gives you an Asian card. Okay? I've been with multiple white women. That doesn't no mean fee. I have a white card. No charge.
1: No, no. The network knows. <laughs> the network knows.
2: <laughs> They're like, he good white man. All right. So we're going to check out another clip from episode 50, the Wong the Wong commercial. It is
1: amazing how dated that kind of humor has become in such a short period of time. And I feel like that's a reactionary result from Trump. Well, like Trump has so made it like you don't want to have anything to do with any kind of humor Trump might like.
2: Well, you could go back and look at like Saturday Night Live with stuff like Eddie Murphy and stuff like that with some I mean, of the even stuff he's to just to do, at
1: Tiffany's. They had a Japanese guy played by Andy Rooney. Exactly.
2: So. And you, you look at stuff like that now and you're like, Oh my God. Like you cringe when you think about it and stuff like that, but it's not. Nothing's really changed. we've just become such pussies when it comes yeah, to the fact that we can't listen to pussies anything.
1: I don't know that it's pussies because pussies wouldn't be in such an uproar about it. I feel like it's a hypersensitivity and it's a reaction. I don't think it just happened. I don't think it's just people overreacting. <laughs> I think it's a pushback to Trump's uh pandering to people who are bigoted uh. I don't think it's as simple as saying Trump's a bigot, because I I think Trump can wiggle around that with some of his actions. I think what the real statement should be is Trump is willing to pander to bigots.
2: Well, it's not just that. That emboldens them. I think it's not just that, though. I think when you come when you look at some of the comedy and shit like that, that we just talked about, like Eddie Murphy and fucking this kind of stuff um, with. Andy I mean, Rudy I thought Eddie a, Murphy Asian playing guy.
1: white guys and fucking uh, coming to America was hilarious.
2: I thought fucking Dave Chappelle playing white guys on the Chappelle show was hilarious. But a lot of that stuff now, because like you said, we've had such an overreaction to the way Trump has brought himself into the forefront. That you've turned around and suddenly what used to be funny is now I mean, offensive. You can say himself to the forefront. He is you know, president of the United States. I, <laughs> well, just, well, a little understatement try. there. I just try not to, to acknowledge that that happened. 46. 45, actually. Well,
1: that's such a good number to waste on Trump, too. That's just a waste to use a
2: good round, rounded five-off number. A good round eye. Anyway. Stupid round eye. Stupid right. round eye, Trump. So we're gonna to listen to another clip from episode fifteen. China don't buy your soul beans no more. Where we actually buy buckwheat beans. We kind of start to get our groove when it comes to putting together the um What's the word I'm looking for? The intro. I don't know. And, uh, what's, this
1: intro, what's this clip
2: about? <laughs> this intro is called "Wrestling with Brothers," and Stephen is on it with us again. But we well, st- he
1: picked all the clips with Stephen, after We said Stephen didn't participate. Well, this is so inconsistent. The first three, no,
2: the first three episodes that I picked out, like 25, and fifty. Steven I bet he was, was
1: listening to like heavy in the first three files, and then got to like the five through fifteen, and he was like, "All right, now this one—that's that's when the skip and start happened." That's why you're getting so much early podcast crap because that's when he. He Was motivated to really dig deep. Well, the thing was, not not just uh, giving them some behind the scenes. Actually, (laughs) what I did
2: was I pulled number one, number 25, number 50, 75. So, what are we still on? One, we're on 50 right now. So, Stephen did 50 podcasts. Well, he would come in from time to time. He wasn't like just a guest every now and then. It wasn't until like the fourth episode I feel that like you like, were
1: stretching material at the beginning quite a bit. <laughs> oh, I would. I have. Oh, n- this is true. One thing we did learn is one of the reasons we sound so shitty sometimes is Shane would have us in there like a slave driver for six or eight hours, wanting recording sessions that are like a fucking holiday. And you're in safari, and you're stuck with your microphone, which is your rifle. And all you can do is take shots at people after a while because you're tired and, and was, aggravated. And when he tells you he's going to feed you, he tries to get coupons for pizza and get cheap crappy
2: pizza. I would legit, like, be a slave driver, no joke. And, like, no, we have to do that again, Kenny. That clip wasn't funny. You need to be funnier. And Kenny be like, man, fuck you. Okay? I feel like I've been I'm funny all the, enough. I'm all the funny around here. Yeah, well, you need to be funnier this time. Yeah. And Kenny be like, man, fine. Fuck. People so, don't want your autograph. So anyway, we're going to listen to episode 50 now. Another uh, clip from episode Man, we're 50. We're only to 50? Jesus Christ. Yeah, uh, Patches. Oh. Are you sure oh, that this is completely necessary? Uh, necessary?
1: Is it necessary for me to drink my own urine? Probably not. No, but I do it anyway because it's sterile and I like the taste. All right, so we're doing... Barry Windham and fucking Mark Callis. wasn't the mega powers, it was the super powers.
2: <laughs> Don't stretch your imagination With an original idea there So when we were younger uh, I was probably 19 or so at one time A friend of ours named David got an apartment And this was the first apartment That any of our friends had had And we were like holy shit We can just go destroy this place basically um, we That's didn't not think- where
1: we had our first
2: no, that's not the first but wrestling match. Hell matches. no, I this trained the first- on the motherfucking
1: tennis courts before that shit. <laughs> yeah, team. I do. The Smith apartment was our first locale. Yeah, there, were, there were things that led up to
2: this. We Well, we definitely threw each other around apartments and stuff well, like that. Well, no,
1: when that. your mom wasn't there, we would set up a little ring, and we had two entrances. So it was good <laughs> for having,
2: like, full-on intro magic. Because you and this is before any of us had drank or anything. Well, some of us had drank or anything. And we were, we were all just basically sober kids chilling one night and decided to pull some mattresses out of a bedroom and start wrestling for some inexplicable reason. And I'm not talking about pulling punches. I'm not talking about, like, letting people up when it hurts. It was
1: far more real than professional wrestling. <laughs>
2: yeah. It's It's a wonder none of us broke our arm in the middle of fucking wrestling with each other because we literally threw each other around apartments to the point where... At my apartment, by the time I moved out of it, when I moved out of D8, I had an a, a, a impression of Paul Trotter where he'd gotten thrown into this fucking wall. And there was just a huge spot where my uncle had to come in and basically cut all the drywall out and replace it because of people getting thrown in. I am. The best
1: there is, the best there was, and the best there
2: ever will be. Those were our days back in the Cobb County wrestling circuit. Um we spent a lot of time wrestling in living rooms and stuff like that. And that's one of the, I have people talk to me about the podcast and I'm like, y- you guys talk about wrestling a lot. And I'm like, we don't talk about wrestling a lot. They're like, no, you guys talk about wrestling a good bit, sir. Like the first thing you hear on this clip is us talking about Barry window and Mark Callis okay? we talk about old
1: wrestling. Cause I haven't even watched wrestling
2: since like 2006, <laughs> like s- since Goldberg stopped being a thing. I think that was pretty much when we got li- really yeah, out of it.
1: I, once I could watch the and movies, I didn't need wrestling anymore.
2: So it was all about The Rock for you? That's all you cared I mean, about was The point,
1: Rock? I mean, at the point, the Undertaker was past, you know, giving a shit. He's just old.
2: <laughs> he was
1: just old. The new guys aren't carrying their weight, so it was like a sad thing to watch. It's like, you know, these guys who
2: should be enjoying their golden years are still carrying the company. So, yeah, you can tell, though, as we've gone on with the podcast up to episode 50 now, you can hear the quality has gotten better. We kind of... Have figured things out. I think this is when we actually bought the Behringer microphones and we stopped having like stop listening to people that had shitty podcasts. Stop well, listening to me who had audio recording experience. Well, we also had like, um, legit, the, the board we used to record on was like this monstrous thing that looked back like back
1: then we still smoked wax out of pens instead of having <laughs> nice little cartridges you could get from <laughs> California. It was all dirty and shit tasted like fucking, uh, Butane, because your brother always had shit that tasted like ass, and he wouldn't listen to me when I t- tried to
2: tell him that no solvent would mean it didn't taste like gas. And when we would bring the board in, I still remember to this day, like, we would bring this
1: fucking... Shane still gets all quiet whenever I talk. <laughs> no, it's not, it's not
2: just that. It's like talking, like going back and looking at where we were at that time. We had this fucking board that looked like something out of an antique shop that had, like, 75 tracks on it and shit like that. Um It was ridiculous. You were using, like, somebody's old PA system. And, like, three microphones. We had one microphone that, like, if you move the cord the wrong way, it would clip out and show like that. Like, And we'd always argue over who would get the good microphone. And when Steven would come over, he'd be like, no, I get the good microphone. I'm like, dude, you don't even talk
1: when you're on the fucking
2: podcast. Why the fuck would you get the good microphone?
1: Well. But anyway. It was mine three fucking years ago, even though I traded you for a skateboard shoes or something.
2: So we're going to skip over episode 75 because I feel like, you know, we've got episode 125 and 50 in there so far. We're going to go to episode 100 now. Okay. You act like I know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, let's, instead of setting this clip up, let's just go ahead and pause. Let's let the audience hear it. And we'll let you hear it. And I'm going to give you I any feel sort like of I'm in. being attacked already. I I'm not going to give the, you any lead in. I feel like I'm being attacked. I'm not I, going to give you any lead in on this one. We're just going to listen let's to Let's see if my 100. instincts
1: are correct. I feel like I'm being attacked.
2: I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubblegum. But the other day, I'm looking around on Facebook before I was swinging around. I was just looking around, and I see Kenny's uh, post where he says, can't believe my fucking back just went out. Holy shit, this sucks. And then a couple seconds later, I see a post about him falling on the floor in the break room (laughs) at work because his back had gone out. I I I
1: I went down because I couldn't
2: stand anymore. Wasn't really like
1: I had to explain that to the nurse too. So she was like, So what'd you hurt in the fall? And I was like, No, 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 the fall was from the hurt, not the hurt from the fall. It's like my nerve got pinched. So I couldn't stand up anymore. She's like, Oh, that kind of fall. Like, yeah, like rolling around on the ground because you're hurting, not because you fell. When you get that family guy moment of the ah, it was lame. I was taking uh, a picture uh, actually, and there was a knife laying in front of the cake, and it was distracting my making my picture look shitty so i leaned forward while i still hold the camera up stretched my arm, left arm out to pick up the knife and when i grabbed the knife i went to put it on a plate that was off to the side i guess however i moved made my spine pinch my nerve and i went oh god <laughs> and then <laughs> hit the ground that i kind of couldn't get up and i was like great they're gonna think i'm having a heart attack <laughs> so no no i'm fine i'm just don't touch me
2: <laughs> so let me get it straight you leaned picked up a knife yeah, it didn't weigh anything. You tried to put it on a plate, and apparently for your spine, that was enough. <laughs> your, I, I, your spine was done. There, I do remember distinctly that in the middle of the night,
1: I rolled over, like, kind of quickly. Uh-huh. And it was one of those things where you moved your hip right, and it got a real good pop. So I went to take this picture, and I guess there was just a muscle that was going... Oh, he's about to lean over. (laughs) Uh, We got this motherfucker now. And then as soon as I was all stretched out, that side of my back just went,
2: gotcha, bitch. (laughs) So explain to me, like, because I've been in a situation before. It was years ago, but this, I had a back situation like that. There's a
1: sore back, and then there's a pinched nerve where it's like, you literally can't,
2: (laughs) you can't, if you try to like,
1: I'm fine, I can stand up. No, you're not. Watch. Yeah. <laughs> and your nerves like, watch what I can do. I can make you I can make you a complete little bitch. And you're like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Please help me sit down. Please help me sit down.
0: I've fallen and I can't get up.
1: We're sending help immediately, Mrs. Fletcher. <laughs> that,
2: I remember this fucking clip that, that, so vividly. That cake knife fucking assaulted me. This this clip was hilarious to me because the whole thing was based on, like, the the clip is called Kenny's Back. And I thought, like, Kenny, when I first pulled the clip, I thought maybe, like, one of the times you'd gone out of town and you'd come back and told a story about your trip out of town. No, my back went out. No, this was a story about Kenny legit picking a knife up and putting it on a plate and his back basically collapsing underneath his weight or some shit at that moment. And the whole story is just us talking about how basically you're a 90-year-old man who has the back of a 120-year-old man. It was fucked up.
1: He collapsed under my weight. I wasn't even lifting
2: anything. I was Obviously, you lifted the knife, was, and that was I, enough. I was a camera
1: picture-taking pose, and for some reason, the way I leaned over to take the picture and then leaned forward extra to move the knife... I leaned too far forward, and something pulled on something, and I went,
2: ah, bitch. <laughs> and then fell on the floor like that fucking old lady. I did not fall lady. on
1: the floor. I went down to my knees because I could no longer stand. There's a difference between going down to your knees and falling. There was no impact. There was no injury from the fall. And again, yes, I had to explain this to, I've to, explain this to you again. That was half the episode of me explaining that difference falling and going down because you can't stand up anymore.
2: So this was. Um, did you have to hit your life alert bracelet when? Um, look,
1: I swear to God, I'll <laughs> you in
2: the fucking I swear to God. Life so me. you had to hit your life alert bracelet when look, you went down. Look, look, there are
1: certain things that make me feel old, and that is why when you ask me why I sleep with young women,
2: one of the reasons I sleep with young women that makes me feel young. Again. Do you ever have you um, dislocated or broken your hip at any point with any of these young women? No. Are you sure? I'm telling you
1: it's like a vampire situation. I just suck the youth right out of them. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> How do you suck the youth I'm out of women? I'm telling you, when you sleep with young people, it makes you. It gives you energy. That's why I have way less gray hair than the rest of you old fucks. I don't have that much gray
2: hair either. Mm. We, there are some people, mm. like I saw pictures of Rob Fox uh, the other day. You, you let your beard grow fucking... out a
1: little bit recently, and uh, I'm now I'm starting to see why you keep your shit so short. Tartan tail and stuff short.
2: You can talk all the shit you want. Everybody I ask, every every woman I've ever spoken to, I'm like, what do you think? Should I dye the gray or stuff like that? She goes, no, no, no. I love the gray. Hair. I don't dye my gray, I don't, you know, because my gray is on my chest. Oh, I've that's seen the it. Just for Men in your bathroom, dude. You can try to sell that that bill of goods to people who don't like come over to your house and use the bathroom. That dude, that's just my little chin.
1: Goes. Sure, I don't have any gray hair on my head. My chin's sure. a
2: gray. Sure, whatever. And
1: who wants a white spot on the middle of their fucking chin? That's fucking not cool. If my whole beard had a little salt and pepper, sure, but it's literally full color, big white spot. <laughs> I look like the one Atlanta Hawks player who has a white patch in his hair, except it's right on my chin. Like Rudolph the white chin fucking weirdo. (laughs) So, yeah, I dye my chin hair. It's literally the easiest thing in the world. And it's so little of a spot that one box Just remained last six months.
2: Sure. There's like a new box in there every month, guys. He's dying the shit out of his hair. He's got the shampoo in the bathroom. It's even
1: beard. For beards, <laughs> you don't even use that on your hair. it probably melt your hair. Beard hairs, <laughs> well, it melts your beard hair. Beard hair does not stain well when you use
2: regular I know, because it's coarse as it's fuck. I get it. It's thick as
1: shit, so it's got to have more peroxide to get in there. Don't you even know how this works? You mix the white peroxide with the color of the hair? No, it's I not. actually don't know how this works you've quite You've never
2: so. seen your wife dye her hair at home? I've seen her dye her hair, but I've never like... So you've
1: never noticed there's two components? I've never been uh, shows involved how, in the process. Shows how invested you are in your wife. That's uh, nice of you, Nikki. Hey, Nikki, hey. you should bring that up in the
2: next therapy session. What therapy session are you talking about, sir? Oh, she didn't tell you yet. About what? <laughs> Nothing. So moving right along, we're not going to talk about your hair anymore and how you obviously dye your uh, your gray. doctor Popup was uh excellent, though. You'll enjoy him. Okay. Um, the next clip I pulled was from episode 125, and this was an episode that I thought was – Perfect. The episode itself was called Land of a Thousand Fire Extinguishers, and we talked about uh, me and Nikki and Christopher going to Puerto Rico, and we tell a story on the show (laughs) about a situation between me and Chris that happened on the trip. So I'm not going to tell too much about it. We're just going to go ahead and listen to it and go from there. I'm the alpha male.
0: (laughs) Don't say that. Never say that.
2: Coonies never say die. All right, so while I was in Puerto Rico recently, I sent Kenny a message on Facebook, and I I sent him a quote uh, talking about my trip to Puerto Rico. And I said, today at one point I used the phrase, I'll pull you out of this fucking car by your ankles if you test me.
1: (laughs) And I said he has to tell the story because there's nothing like getting older and remembering how much your parents wanted to kill you on fucking vacation. (laughs)
2: We got off, uh, we had to ride a ferry out to the Case Island and we had to take a ferry back. And what we did, it was literally, you would have expected somebody to have a live chicken with them from the amount, like the boat looked like something that they would have put livestock on. And we were all packed into our seats. It was about 80 degrees inside there. Like it was just the best time. Like it was one of those things that you're going to remember for the rest of your life about how awesome this it was. This is why I live in America. But when they get back, I say, where did you park the car? She said, well, there was a guy who said, my neighbor allows people to park here. If you want to park here, that's fine. You can just pay him when you get back. So we ride the ferry. We go out, we see the bio bay. We go snorkeling. Everything's great. So we get back to the car and Nikki walks up to the house of the guy that we were supposed to pay when we were parking. Now, again, when we got on the ferry, Nikki had parked here and the guy's neighbor had said, it's fine. You can park here. My neighbor just charges people when they get back. So everything's fine. Nikki goes to knock on the door. The guy's not there. So we go to get in the car and Christopher goes, well, aren't you going to knock on the other guy's door? The guy that told us to park here. And Nikki's like, no, I already talked to him. And he said, don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. He said, go tell the other guy, the the actual person who owns the yard, when you get back and you can pay him. If he's not here, he might be at the hospital. Somebody's sick in his family. And Christopher's like, well, I think it's really shitty. And these are verbatim quotes. I think it's really shitty that you're not going to go over and talk to the guy. And Nikki's starting to get heated at this point. She's like, I already talked to him. I talked to the neighbor, and I offered to pay him to park here, and he said, don't pay me, pay my neighbor. But Keep in mind, folks, there are other adults who are not family members, who are friends, and... Christopher has his little girlfriend along, too. There are seven people on this trip. Me, Nikki, and Christopher, and four other people, uh, one of which is Christopher's girlfriend.
1: As you can imagine, there's a whole lot of staring straight forward, trying to pretend none of this is happening for the
2: bystanders. This is another time it's good that I didn't go. So we're in the car, and at one point during this entire exchange, and they're getting heated, and I'm trying to stay out of it. But I'm, I'm sliding in comments like, Christopher, you need to calm down. Your mom's already talked to the guy. And he's like, no, no, you guys aren't going to do this. This is pretty fucking shitty that you're not going to walk over there and talk to him. She says, are you calling me a liar? And Christopher says, yes. In this instance, I am. <laughs> There's nothing like your child calling you a liar. <laughs> and in this moment, everything went black for me. And at one point, the quote that I use with Kenny I'll grab you by your fucking ankles and pull you out of this minivan and leave you here. And while we were driving, I jerked open the seat. This is how angry I got at this point. Because, again, we have just ridden for an hour in 80 degree temperatures. So, yeah, that was that was the whole thing. And then as soon as like we got to the crest of this argument, like I had said, I'll pull you out of here. And he's like, don't fucking talk to me that way. This is bullshit. Like we are screaming at each other four other adults besides <laughs> me and Nikki what? and Christopher in the car I have a Facebook update <laughs> everybody's staring straight ahead and later what? on everybody's like so piecing the story
1: together this is why Jesus came through and told me not to go because right that moment I would have gone world stop! <laughs> I would have had my phone out <laughs> filming <laughs> a landscape because I'm not a jackass quit filming a portrait you assholes damn we're in a tight spot it's always easy to demand payments when
2: it's somebody else's money you're using. Well, the whole situation between me and Chris really boiled down to the fact that he got really upset that we didn't pay for the parking because like, he wanted us to search this guy out. And we're like, dude, we went to all the houses nearby. We did everything we could. We were really fucking tired, and we just wanted to get in the car and leave. And the idea that someone who had come on this trip – like. I'm getting mad thinking about it. <laughs> it's like the, the, awesome
1: the, watching this.
2: The audacity of someone to get this angry at us because we didn't like knock on every door and try to track this guy down like we were fucking Liam Neeson in that movie Taken and shit like that.
0: <laughs> was just
2: like, what the fucks? And I remember like sitting in the front seat of the car, like grinding my teeth and shit like that and being like, I'm going to fucking kill this kid. And like getting talked down from the top of the mountain
0: by making <laughs> shit
2: like that and being told to calm down. But I remember telling that story and Kenny being like, dude, I've told a lot of really embarrassing stories on the show. By the way, that was episode 124, not 125. But like, he was like, dude, I've told a lot of embarrassing shit. If you don't tell this fucking story, like you and Chris were oh, yeah. getting in a fight. Dude,
1: he didn't want to tell a story. He was being a little bitch. Wasn't being a bitch. I just, He's he was always like, a bitch, actually. You're always a little bitch about telling people in the job. This and this. Will You tell this story about the hooker again. Like motherfucker,
2: you've never told the story about the hooker. I feel like since it's episode one hundred or two hundred, yeah, I you are going to try to weasel that. <laughs> like, no,
1: you're not getting that one. And we have talked about it the Vegas hooker has happened. We've talked about it.
2: It didn't get released though. Like the I told you, the fucking clip of it was messed up as far that as the audio goes. My fault. That is not my
1: fault. That is a production side quality, ladies and gentlemen. And that's why there's a new producer, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen.
2: Right into the show talking about exactly how much you want to hear Kenny talk about the hooker story. If we get enough, letters, I mean, I'll
1: tell anybody who wants to call me. I just won't record it for your show. No, no. I'll give you my number and
2: I'll tell you personally, I'll give you your own personal story. I'll give, uh, I'll give Kenny's number out on one of the intro clips. I'd <laughs> <Yeah,
1: motherfuckers.
2: laughs> be like, call oh, Kenny and boy. leave him voice. Films. Oh,
1: that would start such a war.
2: <laughs> how? You, you don't well, even know I'll how buy to Goog- post it to the internet. I'll, I'll buy Google ads for all kind of
1: companies that have your phone number. <laughs>
2: I think we should definitely do that and be like, everybody should definitely send Kenny.
1: Do you know how bad it'll be when you're a dildo service? What does a dildo service even do? People will probably call and ask you. (laughs) So a dildo service. Uh, you know what kind of people I'm going to target with these search ads?
2: When we had, I'm not going to use the guy's name, but at one point, um, we had a guy uh, quit the band when um, the Code Adam was like in the end of like breaking up and everything like that. And, and I was Shane so- probably
1: took it so su- so hard because he's so super.
2: Oh, I was super fucking obsessed. over the top about this again.
1: Thing. Reasons I put up boundaries when we started
2: this project. Go Obsession. ahead. <laughs> so. Um, this guy quits, and I said, "You know what I'm thinking about doing?" And this is back when Craigslist was still like the land of just misfit toys and shit something, like that. Something petty. Here he comes. So, my thought was I was going to go post an ad in the personal section of Craigslist, like the uh, casual encounter section with like the raunchiest, dirtiest hooker stuff on there. I know there. this
1: sounds weird to the rest of you, but he's always this petty. So, none of
2: us were like surprised that this was his idea. So, my idea was to say that, um, call me at this number. I'm doing in house service and stuff like that. Um, you'll need to call and leave a message. How oh, do you know what in house service means? Because I've heard you talk about it before because you talk about hookers, dude. Like, you uh-huh. talked about that shit. Uh-huh. Uh, sure, I'm not the one who has a hooker story, Kenny, or a couple <laughs> of stories that you'll
1: tell me or you'll admit no. I
2: don't, I don't have any hooker stories, period. <laughs> sure you don't. So anyway, um, I was planning on putting an ad out that says like do an in house service, but my boyfriend has my phone number. Like he like for some reason, his like it was going to be a guy's name on do you the see episode. Con- stuff like How
1: convoluted this motherfucker's plot was! <laughs> this you was my Just idea. put the male escort ad out there, but you got all these layers to it because you're a little drama queen. Well, I didn't end up doing it. It ended up being a lot more trouble yeah. than it so was So you just were. had a fantasy about it.
2: It wasn't a fantasy. It sounds it was like a something...
1: fantasy. It sounds like you were fantasizing about getting vengeance.
2: So the final clip I wanted to play today <laughs> uh, is episode 150. And... That's
1: how he moved on so quickly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and it talks about uh, a, a subject that Kenny and I have talked about a lot. And this is actually from last year's Christmas so I'm not going to tell Kenny what the clip's about, but it, it actually is a subject that we've talked about a good bit on the show. I don't
1: like all this ambush clippery. Okay, well, just go ahead and, and let's let's listen to it.
2: Are you going to bark all day, little doggy,
1: or are you going to bite? So it's Christmas time here in the studio, and you guys are going to be hearing this after Christmas because Shane won't let me talk about this <laughs> unless we release it after Christmas. But uh, Well, you,
2: this would ruin a Christmas gift for my kid, though.
1: Yeah, but it would make my life so awesome. Yeah, well, I want you to tape him getting these gifts. (laughs) I want to see that moment of realization when he realizes his Christmas gifts are for his his impending impending (laughs) (laughs) his impending eviction from the from the nest well we're we're not necessarily you, now let's go ahead and list what you're getting I, mean, I think as soon as you give it out as soon as you lay it out people are going to be to know exactly what we're talking about
2: well we got him uh some pots and pans <laughs> um the deluxe set of pots and pans that has nice like, ones yeah the nice ones that have like you know the plastic spoons and stuff and the the steamer thing yeah. uh and then we also got him a new knife set uh for his kitchen uh, and Shane and Nikki have plenty of knives. Oh, we have plenty of knives at our house. <laughs> and uh, we also got him some silverware, too, because that's something you need when uh, when you do end up on your own and you find yourself out in the wild. First off, their parents didn't give a fuck about anything, like any of their feelings, any of the safe spaces. Could you imagine, like,
1: you know, Grandpa, <laughs> so Charles's dad, letting you bring a girl over? Oh,
2: if if my papa would have seen me bring a girl over <laughs> and try to sleep in the same in his room house. With him? Oh yeah, in the he same. He would have cared
1: if it was your apartment, but in his house, you're living with him.
2: No, he'd have whooped my ass for <laughs> even thinking that I was going to do. First off, he'd have pulled me to the side. He would have pulled me separately from her, not in front of her. But he would have had a conversation with me, and then if I tried to do something like that, ridiculous in front of him, he'd have grabbed me up by my arm <laughs> and whooped my ass in front of her. I, I I think we've gotten a little bit too soft on the on the. Uh early relationships,
1: personally, um, kids aren't equipped really to be fucking. <laughs> I get well, it now. They're going to,
2: when I got to be seventeen years old, I was I was standing at the door with suitcases in hand,
1: <laughs> dude. I was looking up apartments. I was like, we're, "This is what we're gonna do, y'all. We're gonna all move in together. We're gonna bring in twelve motherfuckers up in this place and party all the time." It was a horrible plan, and it went just like that, and it blew up in our face. But that's fine. That's not a big deal. I got well, other apartments after that. But I didn't the, invite twelve people over every night to party.
2: The crazy thing is, is we've created the situation nowadays with children where it's okay. For them to live with mom and dad and go out and do crazy shit and come home and, you know, because they have this nice cocoon to be able to go back to. For us back then, if you fucked up and did crazy shit and you went home and got drunk and had an accident, you went to jail. Parents weren't usually there to run over and bail you out. I mean, your parents were. No, my parents did
1: not bail me out. My parents would not pay for my lawyer when I got arrested. What you're talking about? My parents were old school. Don't try to put me in the fucking. Don't try to put me in a club with Christopher. (laughs) Nikki bailed him out that minute. No, I had to get David Johnson had to raise money from our friends to bail me out. My parents were like, "Let him sit there. He'll learn."
0: Hey, one more thing. Yeah, when you have the stereo on at
2: the same time as the TV. How do you control the volume on the TV? Why do you want to listen to the TV with the stereo on? Because I like to party. You know what, man? Why am I still talking
1: to you? So, uh, still living there, huh?
2: (laughs) Well, we had the talk. Um, the other day, actually, this is legit something we can segue into really quick off this clip because I just talked to Chris the other day and he says, cause originally his idea was he was going to move to California. You no, know, I remember this. I remember calling that when it happened. Dude. It was going to be a huge thing. He was like, you know, I just want to spread my wings and get out of the nest. He didn't really say any of that shit, but he was like, you know, I just want to, I want to go off and live on my own, man. I just want to, I want to be away from you guys. And I said, listen, I know how much you want to live away from us, but there's going to come a time that you're going to have to have our help you might not want to have our help, but you're going to have to have our help. And he's like, no, it's fine. I mean, what are you doing over there? Not- <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Kenny almost set the fucking studio on fire. Playing with a fucking torch while I'm sitting here talking about my son moving to California. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is happening here, Kenny? You fucking six-year-old kid. I'm
1: 40. I must burn the place down. Imagine what happened if Christopher really moved to California. Make <laughs> so, like sure Nikki listens
2: to that. So he, talk- <laughs> he talks to us about moving to California and stuff like that. He's like, I'm going to move to california and then something fell through with the fact that he wasn't able to move to california no shit and then a couple <laughs> of weeks back about three weeks ago he comes to us and says um i found a roommate and we're going to be getting a, an apartment and it's very solemn you know this is this is what's happening i'm getting an apartment i'm moving out of the house i was like awesome dude you're moving on the house it's great man we'll do anything we can to help you two weeks after that um my roommate isn't going to be able to get the uh, student loans that he needed to get and uh I might not be able to move out with him. So I was wondering if I could just stay here. And he prefaces this whole thing. <laughs> he prefaces the whole thing by telling me, um, I wanna stay here because I don't want to be poor when I move out. I don't want to live <laughs> paycheck to paycheck. And I was like, Well, that's fucking grand, but unfortunately <laughs> the rest of us, asshole. <laughs> you are not special, son. Jesus,
1: at least a twenty-year-old living with me was fucking me. Well, first off, not, I don't ever want that. that ever want, I don't ever want that you. in my life whatsoever, I mean, guys. I made better choices. Than <laughs> I picked the twenty-year-old I wanted to fuck.
2: Dear God. So anyway, yes, it is uh, one full we're still year friends, later. By the
1: way, we still talk to her
2: Which means you don't bang her; she just like calls you for advice and shit.
1: This not call me for advice. You really don't understand <laughs> how things
2: work. Well, I mean, she's what like like twenty-six now or something like that. It was a while back.
1: Well, I think it was six
2: years ago. <laughs> it was during the podcast.
1: I think it was six years
2: ago. So. We're on episode one thousand and twenty-five.
1: I got her a job at a dentist office, and she's doing well with that. She's not a stripper anymore.
2: Really? Yeah. See? Look at you. She keeps her clothes on now.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm good for girls, but yeah. I try to leave them better off than when they come to me. I'm not like some creepy old man that uses them up and they turn into meth heads. No, they come to me and I get them corporate jobs, and now she has her own apartment and she's doing well for herself.
2: Okay. It's amazing well, uh, what some
1: good dick will do for a girl.
2: Well, that's episode 200 guys. Um, <laughs> so that's pretty much a retrospective <laughs> for us. Uh Epis-
1: besides- ep- t- Episode 200 special
2: Kenny's magic dick. It's not going to be called Kenny's magic dick. <laughs> we are not be. doing that. <laughs> it, it is be. not going to be called Kenny's magic. <laughs> dick. If you
1: want to have an episode called Kenny's magic dick, ladies and gentlemen, please write us in at Twitter, uh, email Shane, whatever you got to do. I don't know how this works really. Uh,
2: if you've listened to the episode one time, literally, you know all the addresses for everything. It's a fucking Maybe script the of the show. Maybe we can make at it a Patreon
1: show. things that Shane tells me. Something about that we have to do. Well, blah, blah, blah.
2: Um, I kind of fell off doing, like, clips for Patreon or sending Somebody called you of on this shit, out. huh? Yeah, somebody called me out on it. They're nah. like, hey, um, you guys going to be doing de- Michael Miller, so if y'all uh, wanna... this stuff's going to be coming to you. Don't worry about it.
1: So if y'all want some Patreon stuff, tell Shane you want to hear about Kane's Magical Dick.
2: That's what the Patreon clips are going to be called. It's just going to be a story about Kenny and his magical dick going forward. I mean, guys. a good third of our stories involve my penis. Um, we talk about our penises collectively quite a bit yeah, on the show. I think it's a little bit more mine. Um, yeah, I feel like I need to let you have the spotlight because of you know the the anxiety that you have about the size and all. I don't have any anxiety about the size. Sure,
1: I, I think being a slightly above average is a perfect place to be. Sure, whatever. No, I mean especially with my weight height. <laughs> I mean, hey man, was, you got a lot of try how much? Hard. How much lower does it need to hang? I mean, you know, I
2: mean, you got I, a lot of try hard on your side. That's I fine. I
1: need a tripod.
2: No, you, you do a lot of try <laughs> hard, but you, you, you're you're good, I guess. You're fine.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm not ashamed of my like good six and a half inches. That's all I need. Well, that's episode two hundred, guys. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's scientific studies that say after five inches, it's all mo- moot point
2: anyway. Well, that's uh, that's again a a. a fine way to end this episode, I guess. I don't know. I thought maybe we'd talk about some more stuff, like some recording tips and stuff like that. <laughs> talk about my fresh like
1: Six and a half inch magical penis. We're going to talk about getting six. And, and a half by the inch way, let's penis. not forget that it's a- almost anatomically perfect. And every woman that's been with me has commented, including in broken English, the masseuse. <laughs> it's a pretty penis. And that doesn't happen very often. I guess that's the way the whole darn human comedy keeps perpetuating itself down through the generations westward the wagons across the sands of time until we oh look at me
0: i'm rambling again well i hope you folks enjoyed yourselves
2: catch you later on down the trail Thank you guys so much for checking out episode 200. I did want to give some special thanks to Christian Mockenberg for helping to get the show started. Patrick Duffy with the rogue Intel network for giving us a chance back when nobody wanted to all the people from the Potter family who've helped make this show what it is to give me advice through helping us with promotion and everything like that. Everybody who has listened to the show at any point at all, everybody who's ever been a guest on the show. Thanks to Steven, my brother for being a guest as many times as he has. Thanks to Kenny for showing up and providing some content here and there, even though he really didn't want to a lot of times. And most of all, thank you to each and every one of you guys. We're hoping we got another 200 in this or maybe three or four, who knows, but thanks a lot guys. That's it for Now That I'm Older this week, guys. Thank you so much for checking out the show. You can find us online, nowthatimolder.com, Facebook, Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. You can also find us on Twitter and Gmail, but it's at NTIOPod. Check back next Thursday for a brand new episode. And as always, getting older sucks but can be awesome at the same time. Have a great week. All right,
1: guys, that's I don't, I don't it. even do this podcast anymore. This is, like, so embarrassing.
2: That's going to be it for Now That I'm Older this week, guys. Thanks.